Today on another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that has been proven to make your pets happier, increase their lust for life, playing outside, and attacking unsuspecting joggers, mauling them to death, consuming their flesh, and dragging their fractured skull to your doorstep, looking for praise and reward from you. In other words, don't play this show around your pets unless you want to unleash the primal inner serial killer in each and every one of them. Anyway, who is the lost soul that has followed a grown woman around since the age of four? And what is its intent? That story and much more, today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts, podcasts, so you don't miss uh, any episodes of the show, especially Apple Podcasts. We're there now. You can subscribe directly through your Apple Podcast player. It's been asked for for years, and finally, Apple's made that available. You can even try it for three days free, which is pretty cool. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, uh, the archive, all of it commercial free. You can just binge and binge and binge with nothing stopping you. Uh, also, if you're not on Apple, uh, Patreon is our channel for that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories or even directly through our website. If you want to kick it old school, uh, ghostpodcast.com and get access to all the same stuff on any of those three sources. It's Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's up? Well, first, in that opening, I was terrified about the serial killer, animal killer. They're in each and every as, one of our pets. You have to be aware of that. Yeah. As I was looking at my own cat across the room. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes into that story or the teaser of the story about a lost soul following someone around since he or she was four. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, that's horrific. That could fuck you up. Terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, how can you ever be normal? It's like, so here we are. We're going to be singing tonight at the Christmas pageant. Aren't you excited? Because you're playing the Mary in the Christmas pageant. And it's like, yeah, but I got the lost dead soul that's following me. It it makes you wonder a little bit about uh, sometimes diagnoses of people. And when, if there is something that they're seeing that we are not, that, that goes beyond uh, whatever disorder that they've been diagnosed with. Like that is just a terrifying thought to me. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have anything like if you can't do anything, like, you know, you get your first boyfriend and it's like, yay, but I can't, I don't want to do, I don't want to have sex with you because I've got this lost soul that's going to be watching. Exactly. Just, that is just crazy. It would be a really, it would be okay, something yeah. like that. But it, the the thing is, uh, whoever she has sex with, they die within 48 hours. Oh by very random things. That would be a great Jennifer Aniston comedy. <laughs> <laughs> she's, just, she's out. Just a second for me to see Jennifer Aniston. Dating around. <laughs> and then... She has to have the very uncomfortable conversation with the men she's dating uh, because she's seeing this trend 
and nobody's looking at her yet, but it's getting very bizarre. Like, oh my God, um, I just, I have to tell you this before we have sex. Um, kind of like the guys that I, uh huh, that I, you know, the guys that I fuck. <laughs> okay, I said it. They die within 48 hours. That's crazy. I mean, that's, stop. That, that, why do you say that? Because the last 10 guys I had sex with last month. Whoa, 10 guys that you had sex with last month? It was before I met you. Anyway, they all died. And I didn't do anything. One got hit by a train. The other one went over by a bus. One got mauled to death by a pack of ferrets. Uh, It's okay. Okay, if we're going to do it, you got to be prepared to die. I'm prepared. (laughs) (laughs) So every teenage guy or he's trying to sweat, he's like, yeah, I'll risk it for that. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really? I could have sex. Maybe I'll die. I don't really believe it. I'm going to play the odds on this one. This, uh, what that would be uh that would be great i think hallmark channel that'd be a fun one a fun uh christmas one where it's um it's like an advent calendar uh of dating and it's it's this woman trying to find uh her perfect man in time for the holidays and uh there's a new person that she dates every day of the week and but they're all like horrible until the 24th one um and they all die tragically throughout the the movie and then it's like oh my gosh, you're the one, and they live happily ever after. And as they're walking out of the chapel, just in love, staring into each other's eyes, a large bus pulls up or pulls into them, and they perish. (laughs) It's so much for it being on the Hallmark channel at that point. Well, maybe Hallmark After Dark or something. Yeah, that's it. But these ideas, they're there for the taking. I mean, come on. These are... Candace Cameron could be in that one. I could see that. She would be great. She would be great at it. And what we really twisted, though, is if the man they cast to be uh, the perfect man uh, was John Stamos. Oh, he is kind of the perfect man. And But it would be very, very weirdly incestual, considering <laughs> people still see them as oh, Uncle true. Jesse that's and true. DJ. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, but, he just, but they, they play so well together. And then, and then that's how this, the show really ends. They actually find out uh, that uh, uncle she didn't know about. Um, and then it turns out really horrible. And then they break up. To write that, Tony. They come back. There's an Easter special, though, where they kind of get back together. Um, and it involves a mall Easter bunny that, that brings them together. I thought it would be like, some kind of after three days, he's risen from the dead. No, we're not going to get too religiously on this one. Okay, I think we're just going to make it more, you know, Mall Easter Bunny. Turns out, you know, one of them has an affair. One of them sleeps with the bunny. We're not going to say who because that's, you know, spoiler alert. We don't want to do that. <laughs> and then somehow this is all confronted, and it gets really bizarre. <laughs> Ends up with a threesome with the bunny. And um, venereal disease. Um, everybody's affected greatly. And it's a really sad uh, downward spiral for everyone. That's the Easter one that's going to come out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's uplifting. 
And all, all this happens over Easter. That's what that's what the connection is. So there's a lot of eggs and okay bunnies and hams and stuff and like. But all they're they're going through these things all while at their respective families' Easter dinner. <laughs> they're trying to figure all this out. There you go. Some good ideas. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, this story says, I'm confused as to why people are afraid of ghosts. I have known one since I was four years old. Many decades have passed since then. Well, I don't remember family stories. Tell of me pulling up a chair and having a conversation with a portrait that I found in the attic of our house. I'd say something and wait for a response. Apparently get one and the, continue the conversation. The portrait was dubbed Henry because it was the only part of the artist's signature legible. My younger sister, by one year, and I continued to play with and speak to Henry. I have his portrait on my wall now. My sister had it first, but her children were frightened. When I got him, my son was not in the least. Henry's eyes seemed to follow you. They're very much on nerves, our guests. When he was discovered, my parents said Henry was a good ghost. He protected little girls. A sibling tried to frighten us. Fast forward many years and I lost my husband who hated Henry and had a man renting in a room in my house. I said nothing about Henry being there. He asked me if I had been in his room. I had not. Same things were being rearranged like papers stuffed under his mattress and clothes in the garbage can. Finally, one day, returning to his room after a shower, he saw Henry pacing back and forth in his room. At that point, I explained about my friend. I think he showed himself to let my boarder know I was not alone and he better behave. Throughout my life, I've seen and heard weird things. I frequently have unseen visitors in my house. I never worry because I know Henry will not let anything, living or spirit, harm me. I also had an imaginary friend who was a ghost. His name was George and he lived across the street and was 10 years old. I was six. George was from the colonial period. Nobody could play hide and go seek like him. Even imaginary friends let you catch them sometimes. I stopped playing with him because he told me I needed to start being demure. I went home, looked up the word. I've had many encounters with the weird stuff, but none of it scares me. I honestly don't believe that ghosts can hurt you. You can, in fear, hurt yourself. You see something different, turn and run. You don't look where you're going, trip on something. I know that no matter who my invisible visitors are, they won't stay long and will not do any harm. Henry does like to play, though, when something goes missing. Never anything essential. I can search forever and not find it. I give up, buy a new one, come home, and the missing item is sitting in the clear view of the table. The interesting thing about Henry's portrait is that I can tell how he feels about people. Some people look at the painting and that's it. Some people look and say, those eyes are following me. Some people look and see nothing there, like a blank wall. If he follows with his eyes, he likes you. If he sees nothing, he'll not waste his time with you. I only have a brief, dim memory of seeing him, but I know he is here. That was a very descriptive, interesting story about Henry. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I, there's a lot of things in that. Because um, I think that 
one person, like, because he or she, in my head, I think that was a woman who wrote. Um, But, like, saying, you know, that, that they don't believe ghosts can hurt you or... And maybe that's true. I don't know. But I think that, you know, ghosts can certainly terrify people. Yeah. And I do think you can be hurt by a you know, something like that. Um, and, you know, and two, to the point, like you could be hurt because you're terrified and you're running away and you tripped and fell. But, you know, I think that one person's experience isn't necessarily another person's experience. Yeah, I agree. So, and that whole story is an experience that I can't really judge because I've never heard anything quite like that. Yeah. Like with this painting... That it's almost like, it's kind of weird to me, like almost like this painting's taken on a persona, you know, or does it actually have a presence or, you know, because the way she speaks about Henry is like, he, like, if he likes you, he'll follow you with his eyes or, you know, like almost like there is, it is kind of alive in a way. There's been experiments and stuff done uh, that I've heard of on the Grave Talks with some of those interviews of this idea that one can almost manifest their own ghost if they want. If you keep pretending that this thing is here, um, it it may appear to some. It may be, I mean, um, Slender Man was an example of that, where a little girl ended up believing that this thing was out there and all these people were telling the story. And she ends up uh, killing a friend of hers. It's it's an interesting uh, you know, I, I do idea. also think that a painting can have some... I, well, not just a painting. I think lots of objects can have something attached to it. Yeah. I really do. So not saying that it's not possible this painting doesn't have something attached to it. Because I think it's certainly true. Because... Um, you know, a painting like that in my head looks very creepy. Yeah. I don't know if it really does, but in my head, it's super creepy looking. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, you know, she's been talking to it and kind of interacting with it as if it was a person, you know, for a really long time and still has it. And so it's almost like become part of her life. Yeah. You know, and, you know, maybe like if she was to get rid of it, would she have some kind of weird anxiety issue? Because that kind because of, she said in there that as long as nobody or it could be a guy. Right, wrote in, yeah, I don't know. But um, but she she said something to the effect in that as long as she has that, no one can hurt her. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, I don't know. That's just a very unique story. It is. I mean, there's a lot of ways of looking at what could be going on with this painting and her mentally. Um, But there seems to be that people are, other than her, are having interactions with this Uh thing. Um, So it's not just her, you know, kind of believing this and telling these stories, others are having experiences 
which I think only reinforce her beliefs. And I think, yeah. So to me, I don't know. Well, and like, and this is just, you know, us hearing this part of the story and then we were making a judgment, which I think there's a lot more story to this that we would really need to know. Yeah. But, you know, you just have to wonder too, is that a healthy relationship? Because it almost feels like a relationship that she has with this painting, painting and yeah. the spirit. Is it healthy? You know, well, as thing. long as the painting says yes when they're ready. To- exactly, exactly. Because it's like, if you're thinking, well, nobody can hurt me as long as I have this painting, then you can't ever let it go. Because now you've got this feeling attached to it that it's protecting you, which just kind of compounds all of it. Like, And is it protecting? I mean, it seems like it, it, it almost may be. But is it, it is. is it the painting or is it this energy that, that she's created over the years yeah, with this belief in this painting? But it's very a very strong, strong connection. Yeah. I don't know. I found that very interesting. I believe she's experiencing what she is saying. And I, I'd like to better understand it, you know, and yeah, there's a lot more to it. I'd be very curious. I don't know that I want to go hang out with her in the painting. <laughs> um, have a little girls' night, sleepover. Like, I'm going to yeah. go over and have some beers. I'll be back later. Yeah. Oh, man, what yep. a night. You get to sleep in the room with a painting. Oh, my God, no way. That would be like, yeah, very haunted mansion-ish. But I do think that you know different people have very different experiences, and I think yeah. some of them can be quite terrifying and... and uh, you know, because people, we hear the stories all the time. And I think you've heard the stories of your entire life of, you know, something falling. We were talking about it in an, an episode this week about um, books coming out of a closet. Well, the book could hit you in the head. Yeah. Give you a black eye if it hit you in the right spot, you know. So I do think you can get hurt by things like that. Yeah. I don't know that we've heard a lot of stories, you know, now that it's said about people actually being hurt, physically hurt by a ghost. We have a lot of kind of night terror sort of dreams and different things, but not as many where people are physically injured by a ghost. Yeah. Like we hear about where they couldn't move, they're being held down, a lot of things like that. There's been a few over the years, but I'd Mm -hmm. say the majority are... That sort of thing. You get scars sometimes, the three scratches, things of that nature. But um, I, I, some people express feelings like being choked and things. of. So th- there's some of it there. Just It doesn't seem to be like, and then the ghost picked up the knife and stabbed me 32 times. Yeah, yeah we but, don't hear much of that. No, that would be an interesting one, though. One we probably have to like report to the police. But it would be an interesting one, though. <laughs> Let's go to a phone call that uh, 855-853-4802. Hi, let's hear it. Hi, Tony. Uh, my name is Jessenia. I'm actually calling from North Carolina, <clears throat> a little small town called St. Paul. So I was listening to the show, and Jenny was talking about her friend who was um, house-sitting and was taking care of some dogs. 
or some pups and she had a ghost dog. So this reminded me of a situation that I went through, an experience rather, um, that I went through. It wasn't with um, any animals, but it did remind me of this. So um, I've never been a person to have bad dreams um, or nightmares or um, sleep paralysis. Um, I've never really had any until I was pregnant. When I became pregnant with my son, I was having nightmares and um, I was having sleep paralysis probably like on a weekly basis. So um, this was happening a lot. And even for a few months after I had my son. So we had moved to a new house um, while I was still pregnant. And um, someone told me there was a ghost there. (laughs) Um, It wasn't a very active ghost, but I was told that there was a ghost there. So I was sleeping one night and I was having like nightmares just constantly. Sometimes it was about the baby. Sometimes it was me being attacked. But on this specific um, night, I was having um, a nightmare and then I was having sleep paralysis. So I, um, I was just struggling through it. And you know how when you're having sleep paralysis, paralysis, you're, um, you're almost like, like you know that you're having sleep paralysis and you're telling yourself to get up, like to fight through it, to wake up. And so it's like you're conscious, but not conscious. Uh, I don't know if I can, you know, explain myself any better than that, but um, that's kind of the trance that I was in. I was just like, you need to get up. Like you need to wake up, like fight through this, get up. Um, and I could feel my heart just beating out of my chest. Like I, it was just getting worse and worse. Um, I was terrified. I felt like I was bound to the bed and I, all of a sudden I start hearing like, um, the door open, you know, like my husband got home. He used to work night shift. So I thought that he was home. I was like, okay, great. He's home. He's going to come in here and he's going to be able to wake me up or whatnot. And so I hear the door open. I hear footsteps in the kitchen and I hear him go to the fridge and take out a glass of milk and whatever he used to do in the morning. And then I hear him walking to the bedroom. He opens the door or so I thought, right? He opens the door he gets on the bed and he, I guess, you know, usually he didn't want to disturb me. So he gets on the bed and he turns over and he just holds me. And then it went away. Like I was able to get up. So the sleep paralysis stopped, everything stopped and I woke up. And I'm expecting to see him there because all of that happened. And I realized that there's nobody there. So at this point, I'm like, what just happened? So I wake up and like I said, there was no one there. And um, I just kind of was breathing heavy. I was sweating. I was like, okay, um, you know, whatever that was, thank you. Um, And I just went back to bed. It was actually like four or five o'clock in the morning. So my husband wasn't even out of work. Um, But this happened again. a few times, not to that extent, but something would just like tap on the bed um, to wake me up. Like when I was having nightmares or just not like having this restless, sleepless night, something would tap on the bed or tap on my foot um, to wake me up. And I figured it was something with the house. Um, I was like, okay, well, I I guess they can sense that I'm I'm having a good night. And we lived in the middle of nowhere. So there were times when I would be terrified because it was literally just a house sitting 
on like 20 something 30 something acres of land just like nothing near me no neighbors or anything so sometimes i was like terrified scared to death alone um so we moved actually and um you know i didn't expect anything to happen at the other house but i spent a few nights on the couch um because you know we were trying to get everything together in the rooms and my husband was still working night shift and i was having the same situation where sometimes I was having bad dreams, not as often anymore as when I was pregnant, but it was still happening. And again, there was something tapping at the edge of the bed. Um, Sometimes I would feel like someone sitting on the edge of the bed because, you know, there was a little dent um, and it would wake me up. Um, And it was only when I was having nightmares or when I was having sleep paralysis or what have you. And um, it was either the tapping on the couch or when I was on the bed or tapping on my feet or sitting. And I don't know what that is. I haven't had nightmares for such a long time now, so I never felt it again. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to share that because it reminded me of it when I was listening to the episode. And, um, I, I mean, I don't know. I just... I can be thankful, I guess, because it, it would wake me up um, because sleep paralysis, like, it's no fun. And sometimes when you can't get yourself out of it, like, you just, it's so brutal because you feel like you're just so trapped. But at the same time, you're conscious, which makes it excruciating um, mentally, physically, sometimes also emotionally. Like, it just, and imagine being pregnant. Like, I would wake up and I knew that my blood pressure was just elevated. So, yeah, whatever that was, I just was very thankful and I never felt any malice or anything. Um, and it just went away. But I feel like if it were to start happening again, I feel like it would come back to my rescue sort of speak. Um, but anyway, I wanted to share that. Um, and thank you for providing an outlet for stories like this. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing that, uh, experience with us. What are your thoughts on all of that? Well, as she was telling that story, it, And, you know, sleep paralysis is scary. Even if it's not anything paranormal, it's very scary. Mm -hmm. Because you know, like this horrible thing, it's like having a nightmare, but you're in this twilight zone and you can't come out of it. And you feel like, man, if I open my eyes right now, this is all happening in front of me and there's somebody in my room or whatever. But when she described that, hearing the person and it almost made me think that it was like a loving grandfatherly presence. Yeah. That's coming to wake her up. That by doing all, like creating that hole, going in and getting a glass of milk and coming and sitting on the edge of the bed, then just hugging her. Mm-hmm. Like it just felt very peaceful and loving. And then the fact that it continued to tap her foot to help gently wake her up was very loving. Yeah. Whatever that was. And so maybe the sleep paralysis isn't paranormal at all. Maybe she's just having horrible, whacked out dreams. But it's like something very loving is watching over her to keep her. Because women's hormones can do some crazy ass stuff. Yeah. You know, like when you're pregnant and stuff. And so, you know, that might have had something to do with it. But just watching out for her while she's pregnant and keeping her safe and then just being there when she's having a hard time coming out of it. I thought it was really sweet. I agree. I agree. Thank you for sharing that, uh, that story with us. 
This uh, is the second to last episode of 2022. Uh <laughs> Harper Harper's on the very last one of the year, but this is your last one of the year until January when we come back on the second. So another year. That doesn't seem possible. Another year. It doesn't. I mean, it really does not. (laughs) And somebody asked me the other day how long I've been doing this. And I go, I don't know, five years, six years, four years. I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, I'd have to look back. I would have to look back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd say probably four to five at least. Yeah. Because it's yeah. been great. I love doing this. I love doing this. So I'm glad that I I hope to be on here many, many, many more years. Yes, of course. No, yeah. It's uh it's just it's crazy. All right. Well, any uh any wishes for people in the new year or you just screw off and good luck and <laughs> Yeah, because that is so me. That's hey, very I'll much just screw off and yeah. good luck to you. You know, it's just it's a way you can, you know, well, I'm kidding. You know, I thought that 2020 was a really sucky year. And then I was like, man, 2021 is going to be better. And it was worse. And then 2022, I have had some big ups and downs in this year. Yeah. Next year is going to be awesome. Third time's the charm. I do. Like, I'm so looking forward to next year. I just know it. Everybody was so excited for the, the, not the 19, the 2020s. And I was like. Oh, this has really been a shitty decade so far. Oh God, because it was like I was so looking forward to the the new year, and then my it gets into the new, new year like what six, eight days, and my mom had a stroke. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like that. Just set the pace for the entire year, and then yeah. this year, you know, was just a lot of it was just really hard. Yeah. and I'm like, I'm ready for a new year. I'm too. I am very much ready for a new year. I'd say it's been a pretty good 2022 for me. Um, there, it, there's certainly been its crazy moments and such, but um, no, certainly had a lot of good things. Certainly been better than the previous two, so I feel like it's on an upward trend. And I'm hoping, knock on wood, or for Micah or whatever the hell you want, um, that it it stays on an upward trend. You know, I so. have a good feeling for you. I do. I, I do too. I feel, I guess I'm more scared of like where the world's going than like, cause hey, you can't yeah, control all that. I can't shit, control that. Control exactly. In your own and that's really what I do to, uh, to kind of stay sane. I don't worry about a lot of that stuff anymore, but all right. Uh, so there we go. That's going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online, new episode tomorrow with Harper. And of course we're going to have EPP bonus episodes for you. Uh, all throughout the holidays uh, on the normal schedule. Those uh, never go away. So you can check out those and regular episodes, best ofs uh, over the holidays and uh, regular ones resume on January the 2nd, 2023. Ah, back in 23, remember? You want to support the show, keep us on the air, get uh, access to advanced episodes like those 2023 episodes. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and subscribe there. Even uh, try us for three days free or patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.